and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavruta Yardena Azband, our daf of the day, Masachet Nedarim, daf kaf dalid, page 24. So I'm an olive of page 24 is a little bit complicated to talk about because really it's attempt after attempt after attempt to try to figure out whether the rabbis agreed with Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov or disagreed with Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov. Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov in the Mishnah, which is on the previous daf, you'll all recall this, but I want to just put it before us so that we can kind of make sense of what's happening afterwards. He says that, and I'm going to read this mostly outside, I'm not going to read this mostly inside, put it that way, um, but that if somebody wants to make a nether, I'm going to make a nether that nobody, I'm not doing this, right? But that somebody would say I'm, that he wants to make sure that nobody can benefit from him. You can't eat from him his food or anything like that. Then, And he doesn't want to actually take a neder. So he wants to kind of make this statement, but he doesn't want to be a binding neder. So then he should say, Kol neder shani atid lidor hu batel. He's going to kind of put a future bli neder comment on any future thing that has the phrasing of a neder. Uh, as long as he does it at the time of the actual neder, I mean, at the time that he actually says the thing that's not going to be a neder, that's going to, you know, f- not swear off people getting benefit from him, as long as it can happen at the same time, then that kind of bli neder, that futuristic bli neder, according to Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, um, is effective. It works. So then the Gemara at the bottom of Kav Gimel, right, again, in commentary on this Mishnah, says, well, do the rabbis agree with Rebbe Ben Yaakov or do they disagree? And in which case, you know, is the halacha like Rebbe Ben Yaakov or is the halacha like Rabbanan if they were to disagree? And so then we have case after case after case where the Gemara says, well, here's another example where it seems to be a vow. And vow in that case, that's not the kind of case that I'm talking about. I mean, it's not the wording of the Gemara here, but in each of the times, it does seem to be that Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov kind of comes around to say that what he's talking about isn't about these kinds of cases, or that it's only, a you know, the wording there would apply as a vow, but not the kind of thing that he's talking about. And yet we say the Gemara concludes, not concludes, but as it goes, it says, Leolam Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, that really we could say that the opinion of Rabbanan is in accord with Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, but all these other cases are, and this is where we fine-tune things, right, in Gemara learning, we're going to fine-tune it to say it doesn't line up with the kind of case that he's talking about. Fine. Now I'm on the, towards the bottom of Ahmed Aleph, and your date, I'm going to hand it off to you momentarily. I just want to give, like, at least, you know, an example of what's happening, how Rebelzer Ben Yaakov comes into the discussion, so to speak. I'm really Mark Shisha Bered Rav Chistel Rav Ashi Tashma. So Mark Shisha, the son of Rav Chista, he says to Rav Ashi, Tashma, come and hear. And this is, you know, again, we said there's many, many cases throughout here that say they all begin. Tashma, come in, come in here, come and learn. There's going to be a proof from the Mishnah. Now, this proof is from just a few dapim away, page Kafzayid 27. And the question is, where do you have vows that are really a matter of things going beyond the control of the person who's taking the vow? And that's why the fulfillment of the vow doesn't happen. Tashma, nidre onasin, right? Vows that are, are, um, upended because of onus, because of something that is literally means force, but it means again, like beyond your control, you know, like act of God kinds of things for insurance purposes. He make somebody makes a, a nether that his friend will, will eat by him, you know, 
Oh, Sheikbo Nahar. And then what happens? He gets sick or his son gets sick or the river that he was supposed to, you know, is he's no longer able to cross the river. And since he can't cross the river, he's not really going to come eat by the other friend, right? Meaning there are circumstances that are beyond our control. This is not um, news to anybody, I don't think. So the Gemara says, this kind of, once you've got a neder, meaning the, it sounds like it was a neder, except for the fact that it can't be fulfilled because of this unavoidable circumstance beyond its control. So then, you know, otherwise it would have been a vow. That's why it says it, neder, who? Mani. So then the Gemara wants to know, well, whose opinion is this? Does this line up with Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov saying that when you say bli neder, it counts? Or does this actually count as a neder, in which case the person would have to do hatar, nedarim, etc. E Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov, zeruzin have. So if it follows the opinion of Rebbe Lezer Yaakov, then this kind of vow is the kind of thing that he did not expect to be treated as a vow at all. Meaning the fact that it was could not be um, fulfilled because of because of circumstances beyond the person who theoretically took the vow controlled, then it shouldn't be like a vow at all. So the, or is it Rabbanan? So then the Gemara says, Elalav, no, it's not the opinion of Rabbanan. And if it's not the opinion of Rabbanan, then doesn't that make it clear that Rabbanan disagree with Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov? So, th- meaning, this is all posing a question to Ravashi to say, can you unpack this for us and make us upsa, basically. So Ravashi explains, he actually answers, yes, Leolan, Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov. Really, this is the opinion of Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov. Omi savarta adre zmana He says, do you think that in this case, the person who's going to invite everybody to eat there, and he's saying it. Do you think he took it as a vow about having a guest? Lo, dizmina adre mizmina. He says no. What happens is that the guest caused the vow to be taken by the host and said, "Are you inviting me to Amarle mizmina lilisudatech? Are you inviting me to your meal?" Amarle in, and then he says yes. Are you going to make a neder on this? Do you really promise that I can come to your house for a meal? Vedadre and he took the neder. And then he got sick. Oh, or the son got sick. Oh, the river was such that they couldn't cross it. And then because of that, the, the circumstances were beyond the guy's control. And now that, that whole vow like is, is upended. But it's not because when you invite people, and I think your Dana, you know, you do this well, right? When you have hospitality, home hospitality, you invite friends over or or people, even strangers over, right? It's not a neder, it's an invitation. And I don't think that people usually presume that there's a case of absolute, um, that it's absolutely going to happen when everybody knows that there could be a case of, you know, something going wrong beyond anybody's control. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that it's clear the Mishnah is not, it's not well understood by the Gemara. And I think they're really not sure what to do with the whole mission itself. We talked about it yesterday is weird with that word ah in there. I think just what we're seeing in this entire daf is, you know, there's a confusion about Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov's opinion. Uh, it just, it's not clear if it's an elaboration or somehow connected to the previous Mishnah, or if it's a, a standalone opinion that somehow is in, uh, you know, disagrees with that previous mission. I think that's what this staff is trying to do, as you said, Anne, you know, bring different uh, Tanaitic statements to try to prove what exactly is going on with his opinion. Just to do a quick who's who, by the way, of who Eliezer Ben Yaakov is. 
So he's a ton of the first century. Century. He's a contemporary of Rabbi Eliezer ben Hyrcanus. Um, and one of the things that's very interesting about him is, is that he um, he either saw the Beit Hamikdash or he was very familiar with it. Um, and he's quoted in the Mishnah and Midot, which literally discusses the different types of um, uh, measurements of the Beit Hamikdash itself. Um, and that's sort of where he's most famous as a Tana. So just to know a little bit about him. Um, I'm going to move now on to the Mishnah, uh, which is the third Mishnah of this parak, but discusses the second category of permitted Nidarim. And this category is Nidarim of exaggeration. They're called Nidarei Havai. So Nidarei Havai, the Mishnah says, is they give the two following examples. Amar Konam, Im Loraiti Ole Mitzrayim. It's where somebody says these fruits are going to be or produce is going to be konam to me. If I don't see on this road uh, a number of people, like the number of people who left Mitzrayim. So in other words, you know he's not going to see that um, because how could you possibly see that? Uh, but we, but because it's such an exaggeration, um, that that vow doesn't actually hold up. And the other example they give is Imlo Ra'iti Nachash Kegorat Beit Abad. If I don't see a snake like the beam of an olive press, and so with the first example of the Yitzchak Mitzrayim one, the Gemara gives a possibility. Maybe he's talking about ants. But the idea basically is is that people's speech have to mean what it means, and this is so exaggerated. This speech it's so nonsensical we can't allow it to actually uh, invoke a vow. Um, there is a little bit of an interesting side tangent that goes on about whether or not, um, uh, we'll see this on uh, tomorrow's DAF, about whether or not you could actually have seen a beam that looks like a snake. So just pay attention to this. But again, the concept here basically is, is that this is real exaggerated speech and exaggerated speech cannot be the basis for a nether. Well, that's our DAF discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend e. Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hydrum website. Let us know what you thought about this DAF on our Talking Tom on Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.